Alright guys, today I'd like to talk to you a little bit about um, getting into the truck driving industry. Um, this is mainly focused towards the people that work a regular job or maybe don't even have a job that's thinking about getting into truck driving. Uh, I know they've all heard these glorious and glamorous smoke and mirrors ads from recruiters and, and stuff like that. Uh, with everything that I'm saying here, keep in mind there's always two sides to every coin. You're only going to hear the good stuff from the recruiters and, and people like that because that is their job. Their job is to recruit you and get you signed on. That's how they get their paycheck. And they're going to talk to you about how great truck driving is. You know, you get to see the country, you get paid, you're your own boss. All of the good sides is what they're going to tell you, but there's definitely a darker side to driving a truck. And that's kind of what I want to go to today and talk to you guys about is the side they're not going to talk to you about. And um, with all of that, I want to be very clear that I believe truck driving is a very rewarding job. It's a very good paying job. It's a very stable job, but you have to make sure that's the right career for you because it is a very different job than any other job. If you've never driven a truck day in and day out, it's a very different job than, than going to Walmart or uh, Costco or Sam's Club or wherever you may work now or have worked in the past, it's a completely different career. So keep that in mind. This is not to steer you away from truck driving. It's just to talk about the other side of the coin. You know, it's to open your eyes on what real truck driving is about. The first thing I want to talk to you about is um, one of the faults or negatives or however you want to look at it of driving a truck is is you're going to be alone you're going to be away from home and that's a huge transition if you've never been away from your significant other or your family or your friends for an extended period of time it's a different transition you know uh you, you don't come home at five o'clock every day and see your wife and your kids or or any other family member or whoever you may live with, you are on the road in a truck the whole time and you're by yourself. And that gets lonely, you know, when you're by yourself. Um, you know, you have to transition to being alone and getting used to being alone. You know, uh, some places allow a rider to go with you, uh, especially smaller companies, and that's great. You know, you sign a rider policy and somebody's allowed to ride in the truck with you. And that's great, you know, if, if that's their policy. Um, but also keep in mind, it's a truck. It's a very small space. You know, it's not like living at home with somebody. So always keep that in mind. The next point I want to talk to you about is it's a lot more work than what the recruiters are going to tell you about. I mean, it is a lot of work driving a truck, you know, just just keeping up with a daily pace of truck driving. It's not a nine to five job, you know. Most of the time you're gonna drive 11 hours a day, you're gonna be on a work clock for about 14 hours a day. So you need to plan, you know, that it's not a, not an easy nine to five job. 
you know it's it's a pretty strenuous and it's extremely stressful at times you know there's going to be some extremely long days and you're going to have issues truck trouble traffic unloading reloading even you know there's stressful times getting in and out of places as far as getting into a fuel stop or the roads closed here and a couple other roads that you're trying to go on is is no truck routes it can be extremely stressful getting in and out of these places um another point you you have to be self-motivated i mean you have to make yourself get up every single day if you've got a 5 a.m delivery and you know you're two hours away well you're sitting there looking at minimum at two o'clock you need to get up because you can't wait to the last minute you always have to prepare yourself for traffic jams or a wreck or uh, the 200,000 things that can pop up you know so you have to be motivated to make yourself get up every day at the time you need to to allow yourself to get to where you're supposed to be at that certain time um talking about getting up early i mean you know you have to ask yourself do you have any sleep limitations you know are you are you able to sleep during the daytime when you have to uh you know are you able to sleep in noisy environments because a truck stop is a noisy environment i mean you got guys with backup alarms beeping in the background you got reefers kicking on and off uh, people yelling, banging on stuff, just the typical everyday truck stop activity that goes on. And you have to, uh, you know, prepare yourself ahead of time. Are you able to sleep in those kind of environments? The um, next point I want to uh, talk about is the small living space that you're that you're going to be in. You know, a, a pretty large sleeper is a 72-inch sleeper. You know, if you've never been in a big truck, you know, and you're thinking about getting into trucking, you should lay a tape measure out on the floor, and you can see how small 72 inches is. And, I mean, that's that's pretty much your home. You've got a bed. You've got a storage space for your clothes, whatever few devices you need for entertainment during your off period and stuff like that. That's what you have there. So you have to be able to plan to live in such a small space and, and ask yourself, is that something that I'm going to be able to live with? One of the other things I want to talk to you about that's a difficult transition for some people is using a public bathroom. You know, you're used to getting up at home and you go in there and you brush your teeth in your own sink. And you you comb your hair, you take a shower, you you know you, you go to the bathroom, and it's it's your toilet, you know, it's your house that you're living in. Well, you know, it, it takes some transition to open a bathroom door stall after some guy just got up off of taking a big dump in there, and it stinks. You know, you got four stalls in a bathroom, and you got fifteen drivers that's just hammering them all the time at any given time trying to get in and out and it and it's a different transition you know just getting used to using the bathroom in that environment and also brushing your teeth in that same environment you know it it bothered me really bad when i was you know first starting that i would have to brush my teeth with you know eight guys is taking a big dump behind me and it smelled terrible you know so i would use bottled water and brush my teeth in the truck 
you know, those are things you have to to take into consideration when you're thinking about doing over-the-road trucking. Um, don't get fooled by these companies just telling you about the good side. You know, don't talk to real-life truck drivers before you jump into it. You know, because there's pretty much two ways into trucking. You can go take the test on your own. You can get your own license, your own permit, you know, and then, and then go back and take your driving test. Or you can go to a truck driving school. Um, there's pros and cons to each. You know, you, you can go and take your written test and you pass your test. They give you a permit. Of course, you know, you need to study your book and all that stuff so you can pass the written test. You get your permit. After you got your permit for however long your state requires you to have it, then you have to go back and take a driving test. So you have to worry about making sure you have a truck and trailer lined up. You have to have somebody with CDLs to, to go with you that day, you know, and you have to pass your test. Well, after you pass that test, then you got to worry about getting a job somewhere. You know, some places won't even hire you until you have two years experience or whatever. And, you know, those are things you need to consider. Uh, if you go to work for a company and they put you through truck driving school, you know, they're going to expect you to stay with their company for so long. It may be a year, maybe two years, four years, who knows? You need to ask these questions. You know, you need to ask yourself, is that something I'm going to commit to? Because if you, you know, you go through their school and they spend four or $5,000, what they consider is their fair wage for, um, you know, putting you through their program, when and you drive for six, eight, ten weeks, even a couple of months, you know they are going to expect you to pay them back in full for the the remainder of what you owe in tuition to them. You know, if you want to try to get out of a contract, so those are things you need to really consider before just jumping into it. You know, if you go to truck driving school on your own, you know it's four, five, six thousand um, dollars that you can you can expect expect to spend on it you know and you can either pay it up front or pay it in payments or sometimes you can go to work for a company and they'll pay that tuition for you but then they're also going to ask you for you know the commitment to their company to stay there for however long that they choose or you know you can go to a truck driving school through a community college you know we have two community colleges right here where I live in North Mississippi. One of them's ICC Community College. Another one's Northeast. Both of them have a truck driving program. And if you don't have a job and or, or if you meet the qualifications, you can get a grant and they'll pay for your school too. So that's another option you can look at. But don't get snookered in to signing on with a company and going through their school. You need to ask questions you need to ask a lot of questions, find out what kind of time frame they're going to require you to have. If you're not happy with their company, what do you got to do to get out of those contracts and all of that stuff? Um, you know, you have to be prepared for some upfront cost. Even after you get out of school, you know, you have to, you're going to have to have a few things that you're going to need for your job. You know, everything you have is going to have to be mobile at that point. You're going to have to look at 12-volt devices. If your truck that you're assigned does not have a refrigerator in it, you're going to need to buy you a cooler of some kind or a 12-volt refrigerator slash cooler, whatever. 
you know, and those will run between a hundred and a hundred and fifty dollars. You know, that's that's money that's going to come out of your pocket up front because it's expensive eating on the road. I mean, these truck stops and stuff—they've got you by the balls. They know you can't pull in just anywhere, so they overcharge you for everything. It don't matter what it is; you're going to pay more at a truck stop for food, cigarettes, drinks, whatever. So you're going to want to have some kind of um, way to keep you some drinks and some sandwich stuff cool. Um, there's going to be more videos that I'm going to do later on that's going to explain some of the tips and stuff about living on the road, but this is just kind of the introductory thing. Um, You're going to need a GPS. You know, if your truck's not equipped with one, you're going to have to pay for one, and a trucker GPS is three, four hundred bucks. You know, uh, you're going to need a good set of gloves for dollying down, fueling, putting load locks on, just all kind of different applications where you use your hands you're gonna need a good pair of leather gloves i mean it's not a lot of money but 20 30 bucks i mean it all adds up you're gonna have to make sure you got a good cell phone a good cell phone plan you're gonna spend a lot of time talking on the phone you're gonna use a lot of data you know getting your load information and sending pictures of bills or if there's issues you're gonna have to send pictures and stuff to your dispatch team you're going to have to have a Bluetooth headset device to talk on the phone. Those are expensive, too. You know, like those blue patch, they're about the best they come. You know, you're looking at about 100 to 120 bucks for one of those. You're going to need a battery alarm clock. You know, um, you got to have ways to make sure that you can get up and, and go to work at the times you need to during the day. You know, there's a lot of expensive equipment. You know, and then there's some stuff you're going to want them once. You don't have to have them, but you're going to want them. Like things like a CB radio and stuff like that. It's not a necessity. I mean, there was a lot of times I never turned my radio on at all. But there's times that I would see a backup and I could turn the radio on and I'd hear there'd be a wreck, you know, a couple of miles ahead. And I could make, you know, jump on the off ramp, make some alternate routes, you know, to avoid the stopping. So... But that's some of the darker sides of the trucking industry that you're not going to hear from a recruiter. So I made this video strictly to talk about the whole truth about trucking, not just the polished, shiny parts of the trucking. And, you know, and there's going to be several more. So you guys just, you know, check back and, and, you know, if you like this video, give it a thumbs up and subscribe. And I'm going to do some more of them. You know, as far as after you've got a job and how to live on the road and some tips to to make things better as far as trucking goes. So, you guys, just check back. I hope this will help. Like I say, this is not to detour you from getting into trucking. It's just to show you the pros and the cons of it. I mean, it's a very rewarding job, but you're not going to hear this side from a recruiter. So, anyway, you guys have a great day, and we'll catch you next time.